Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. exclusive on the production. Your experience just got serious. Three more shows before we hit the road okay. And once we hit the road We back for season four okay. But while the brother gone uh, Save him a dinner roll But make sure it's not stale uh, Like your girl's horse hair <laughs> We got three more shows Before we hit the road okay. And once we hit the road uh, We back for season four okay. But while the brother gone uh, Save him a chicken bowl KFC. But make sure it's not old uh, Them edges might fold Mars. listening to season three of got em coach who would have thought this show would be three seasons deep talking sneakers and basketball while expressing their occasional dislike for ups well if you were one of those people who didn't believe in the hype the fine folks the exclusive breakdown would like to speak to you from the heart fuck you now here's your host tyrone smith yeah hey back in the building man back in the flesh Coming down towards the end, man. We literally got this episode and the episode talking about my season preview, what I expect, because you know basketball season is literally three weeks away, bro. Like it's really three weeks away. So I gotta give y'all my season preview. And after that episode, that is the last basketball related episode that is gonna be done this season, man. The last episode of the season is going to be my end of the year episode. So, uh, this is going to be bittersweet, man. It's, it's bittersweet to say goodbye to things that has that has put you in a, in, a, in a very good position, man. Season 3 has been by far, by far my most successful season so far, man. It has been amazing. Hell yeah. The things that has transpired this season. Despite everything that's been going on with COVID-19 and all of the shutdowns and this, that, the third, all of that in between, man, it's really been a blessing. The the things that I've been able to do this season that I wasn't able to do any other seasons. Like the first season, the first season I would just say was kind of like my, was a warm up just to kind of see if I can kind of do it. I had to really learn certain aspects of of doing this again because it had been so long since i had last put together content you know like episodes like this man it had it it really had been a long time man i think the last time i did something like this i was doing a show called uh exclusive hype and that was i want to say about 10 years ago 10 years ago and i hadn't done nothing like it since and so the first season was just kind of me just getting the feel for it again just kind of finding my finding my footing finding my niche finding how i can come to putting together episodes that keep people entertained but also keep them informed the second season 
second season when I got my first when I when I when I got compensated for the for the show. That's when I knew that it, it, it could the the potential was there for me to really do some things. And the second season, I mean, I I, I talk all I've been I had been talking about it in Death House. The second season was really really rough. Um, there was a lot of different things that had transpired over the course of that year and i had kind of lost i wouldn't say yeah i had lost my edge you know i didn't really want to i didn't really want to work i really didn't want to do anything um show related or nothing like that but <clears throat> things kind of came came to fruition once i ended the second season i found I, I found my my energy and my motivation to do my third season and everything was going good for the most part then like i said covid covid kind of slowed certain processes that i had lined up down and then my loss i lost my cousin ace who used to you know just feed me motivational words and you know just kind of keep me uplifted and make sure that I didn't fall into a, a, a point that I had fell at one point in time. You know, he would always, you know, just keep giving me encouraging words and make sure that I kept my head up. And I feel like the rest of the the rest of the season kind of just went to him. And I mean, I found, like I said, I found my mojo, and you know, I've been having fun doing it. And I mean, it's it's it's, it's really been fun. It's, it's really been fun. So I'm I'm really looking forward to I'm really looking forward to season four. I'm really looking forward to season four because i feel like jumping over the hurdles certain hurdles was this season now i feel like i can run to the finish line and and, and, and be where i need to be so it's bittersweet man it's, it's it's really bittersweet but i'm not i'm not even gonna be gone for that long because what? what is today is the first so the season preview is probably gonna be put up on the 15th and then the first episode of season four is going to be on the 17th of january which means that i won't be talking about um i'll probably be doing basketball related content on the network on the schools of breakdown network so if y'all want to check if y'all want more if y'all still want content basketball related content then definitely check out the schools of breakdown network the link will be in the description make sure y'all check that out and but show wise i won't be doing anything got them coach related until january the 17th which happens to be my mother's birthday so i figured what way to come back then to dedicate something to my mom you know i do the same i do the same corny uh <laughs> facebook instagram post every single year uh with a picture of her or either like either a picture of her or a picture of me and her and you know i write the same happy birthday da, 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 da. you know so i, I want to do something different for her this year so i, I got something in line for that first episode and i think it's gonna be really really dope i, I hope it, it 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 works out the way that i want it to work out but in that time that i'm gonna be gone in that time that i am gonna be gone man i'm gonna still be working man we doing we doing uh season four promos can't wait to do those again hoodie wrong sneaker bandit t four point island lock them up wrong <laughs> can't wait to get back to that I'm gonna try to script some out. I'm gonna try to keep them short and sweet. I think I did two promos for season three last year. One was like a couple minutes. That one was hilarious. Then the other one was like a full fledged episode. And I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to keep my I'm gonna try to keep my promo of it short and sweet this year. So I'm I'm gonna still be working, man. I'm gonna still be working, doing stuff and trying to you know get stuff together. I'm excited, but. I don't know how I really feel, man. It's like it's it's crazy. You know, just thinking that this is this 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 is about to be the end of season three, man. Like I'm really, huh, man. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's kind of it's kind of emotional when you think about it, cause when I when I'm like, okay, well, how do I want to do this? It's like, cause I had really been plotting. I'm like, do I just want to end it? Do I want to wait till next year to end it? Do I want to, you know, because I need to buy myself time. I got to figure out how exactly what what can I do for season four to make myself stand out even more, to make get more people to check out the show or what's other ways I can get people to check out the show. And I'm like, 
I gotta, I gotta, I gotta end it. So when, when the season, when the, when it came out that the season was gonna start on the twenty second, I'm like, okay, well, this give me time to talk about free agency. This give me time to talk about the draft, and this will give me time to after that I can do my end of the year episode, which is not really too much of nothing. I just kind of, kind of run through the year and. Maybe I'll put in some some clips from uh, from different shows that I had, you know, like little funny clips or, you know, maybe I just do a, a, a breakdown of all three years that I've uh, done the show and, you know, just little clips, little funny clips that I've had from all three years. And we kind of go from there. So that's not really nothing. Let's go ahead. We can we can go ahead and get to this episode, man. Episode number 13, lucky number 13, bro. How do I, man? First things first, let me let me first start off by saying I appreciate all of y'all. Y'all, y'all the real MVPs. I rock with all of y'all. Y'all, y'all really changed. Y'all really changed my perspective on things, man. I, I love I love doing stuff like this. I love doing stuff like this. I, I get to show my creative side. Get to show the personality side and all that other good stuff that a lot of people swear up and down that they never thought that I had for whatever reason. But you know, it is what it is. But man, man, <laughs> it's funny because I'm sitting here and I'm just thinking. I'm thinking how I know that in a couple more episodes that this is going to be the end. Of season three this is going to be the end we can say goodbye we can reminisce about all of the things that has transpired for season three but then when i turn this mic off and i watch tv or if i'm on youtube or whatever i'm doing i'm still reminded that it's this man it's this president that we have 45 uh, I won't, I won't pronounce, I won't give him his real name. I call him 45. But 45 will not accept the fact that it's over, bro. Like, he will not accept the fact that he lost, that it's over for him. And, and enjoy the time that he does have until it's time for him to say goodbye and, and, and go on to other things. I mean, sometimes it's hard, man. And even gonna cap with you. Sometimes it's hard, especially when you don't want to accept the fact. Except when you don't want to accept the fact Sometimes it's hard to accept the fact It's hard to accept the fact that it, it, it either It's not working out the way that you thought it would work out Or Your peers have decided that It's time for you to Go on another route Take another route somewhere else It's hard It's hard It's hard to think that And, I, and This presidential election man we still in the midst of it. I mean, it, it hasn't officially been a month now because it's December first, so a couple more days it'd be a month. But we still in the midst of it, man. This man, it's it's crazy. But shout out to Joe Biden, man. Shout, shout out to Joey B. I don't know how these next four years is gonna go. January is gonna be very very important in the early part of January. I don't know if it's. I know it's two runoffs in Georgia, so I don't know if those two runoffs will give control to the, the the control of the Senate to the Democrats, or I don't know if it will be a tie, which will still give control to the Democrats because then they'll decide who will be the vice president. But it's gonna be interesting to see, man. It's gonna be interesting to see if he's gonna be able to do any of the policies that he's been that he's been campaigning to us is he gonna be able to get anything done these next four years so it's gonna be imperative like if you in georgia man make sure y'all go vote make sure y'all go vote you can't complain about things that's happening or that's not that's not happening if you're not willing to get off your butt and go vote it's imperative that you go vote but i was just thinking about how this all came about man and i'm sure just like everybody else who may be listening or if you're in another country and you possibly been hearing about the election that's been going on here i was low-key nervous like I- i'm gonna tell you how nervous i was i'm gonna keep it funky with you before we get into the episode before we talk about the draft and all that other good stuff but i was low-key nervous bro like this is how it went this is how my this is how my election 
night went I ordered me some food Cause you know I, I love the show I love the drama <laughs> And I'm not gonna lie This made me think of four years ago This same time Four years ago And I was watching I was watching the 2016 election And I remember I was petrified Not because of what may have been With Donald Trump being in the office But I was petrified because I found the mouse In my apartment <laughs> Duh. Like my apartment was so clean Right like just just big, Like just clean like just immaculate Like I had just cleaned it And I had went and voted And all that other good stuff like I, I was feeling good About myself right And I come home I go in the kitchen Next thing you know I see this little 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 baby just, just running just chilling In the kitchen I'm like oh god Like I had never dealt with I had never dealt with such a thing before I didn't know how to I didn't know how to respond to it so when I call mom, I'm like, Ma, I got, I got, I see the mice. She's like, oh well, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. That's tough, Tyrone. I don't know what to tell you. And uh, I, I was petrified. And then I tried to watch the election. I couldn't watch the election because every time I tried to watch the election, it was like I was just watching. I'm like, and then I seen it again, and then I tried to put a, a garbage can to try to catch it, and I couldn't catch it. And I'm like, where the heck is it going? And then I ain't see them. Then they came back. And then I left. <laughs> but anyways, it, it put me in that same mood because it, it, it was the unexpected. Like, it was unexpected for me to have a mouse running in my kitchen. I, I didn't know what to expect with this election, bro. And I remember sitting there and I'm thinking, man, I would not be surprised if this man didn't win a second term. And the way the votes was coming in. They, they was shifting that way And I was so disappointed in my home state I was so disappointed in Michigan Like I was so disappointed I think what has transpired These four years you kind of find out Who people really are You know what I'm saying Like it, it, when when certain people was in office Or when certain things was happening People kind of hide who they really are Because they don't want to be exposed For who they really are So when 45 hit you know, um, people. You know, you, people start to show their true colors because he showed his true colors. And when you know, when you got somebody that you really, when some, when you see somebody who you can kind of look up to, act the way, or you know, say certain things that may, that you may agree with, it it it'll take you out of your shell and make you say, oh well, if he said it, then I can say it, and 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 not be apologetic for it. So that's what it was, and. So I was I was so disappointed in Michigan, man. I felt like Michigan was better than this, but I remember sitting there and I just remember like not sleeping. I couldn't sleep, and I I, I had tried to sleep, and I only got like a two hour nap, and then I woke up at like seven thirty in the morning watching. Like I don't know why my anxiety was so high. My anxiety was so high, like I I, I couldn't I could not watch it. And when I was at work, I was watching it. <laughs> and when I came home, I watched it some more. Like I watched it for like four straight days, four straight days nonstop. I went to sleep with it on. And then when it was announced that he was president, I woke up and I was so excited. I was so excited, man. And you know, just like I'm excited now. You know, you 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 always excited for change, man. Change should always excite you. But now that I got that out the way, like I said, shout out to Joe Biden. Trump got a little less, a little more than about a month in office. I wonder how that's gonna go. I wonder how them pardons gonna go, the presidential pardons. I wonder if he, I don't think he can pardon himself. I don't know if that could be a thing. He definitely might want to look into doing something like that because uh, they owe him when he get out. <laughs> they, they, they on his head when he get out, and I don't blame him. Put that man underneath the jail. And it was and it's talking my run in 2024, which man. Are they friend or foe? That's gonna be crazy. But uh let's get into this NBA draft, bro. Because the NBA draft was held virtually. I took a stab at it. I did my official Daytona mock draft, but I did it with no trade. So of course my, my numbers was gonna be all over the place. But I'm interested in the the fact that other 30 First round picks that were picked in the draft I got 25 of them I got 25 out of 30 The Pritchard guy That Boston selected Oh man I can't think of the other I can't think of the other cats But I think I had 
I have to I have to get the list. I think I put it in the description who I had the five picks that I had in the first round, but it didn't end up going in the first round. I think I had Xavier uh, Xavier Tillman. I think I had him going in the first round. I might have had Nico in the first round. I think I had the dude from Stanford in the first round. I put the list in the description so y'all can get a better feel for exactly what I was thinking. I got 25 out of 30, which is pretty good. That's, that's a that's a pretty good amount of, 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 of first round selections to get. It's, it's not bad. Not bad at all. When it came to actually picking players on, on, on the teams that they were going to go to, only got five. The numbers was terrible. The numbers, the numbers was terrible, but it was a good draft overall. You know, when you just take a virtual draft, you didn't know how it was gonna go. This, that, and the third. It was, it, it was, a, it was a good draft overall, man. But I want to talk about some things that I had experienced in this draft, watching it, and I think that it needs to be, I, I think it needs to be talked about. So uh, let's get into it, man. Let's talk about. The draft from my eyes. The draft from the eyes of Daytona. So, when I looked at it, man, I'm like, okay, I don't think it's gonna be nothing that's like like crazy or nothing like that. The NFL kind of went through the, the went through the virtual thing and it, they were quite successful. I mean, they had a little, they had technical hiccups, but initially, but they got over them overall. The draft was cool. Like, like I enjoyed watching it. It was it was good to see. I think it was more so good to see the draftees at home or wherever they are with their families compared to being in a green room. I thought that was a, a, a nice little touch to it. It was a, it was a good draft to watch, but when I tell you, man, that first of all, number four, Patrick Williams to Chicago, that surprised me. Chicago was in a position they needed a three man, but they also needed a playmaker and they had the opportunity to kill two birds with one stone with uh, Avija, Adija, the dude from Israel. He was a three, about six, about six, what, six nine, six ten, two twenty five. Who can handle the ball? Who could, who could play? You know, who could play? Make let Levine and Kobe White do their thing offensively. They don't have to focus so much on being a playmaker. I didn't. I felt that would be the pick for Chicago, but they went Patrick Williams, six eight, two twenty five, big, burly, three man. Quick enough to handle guards, big enough to play down in the post with the big man. So I felt that maybe that was a reach. I think I had him going. I think I had him going nine. I think I had him nine to Washington. So that was a surprise for me. Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix was another surprise for me. I didn't like the the pick of Jalen Smith. I felt that. You can't rely long term on Chris Paul. Chris Paul is kind of what this season and next season. He's kind of like the short term solution. So you still need to fill that long term solution at the point guard spot. So I felt like Halliburton would have been a better option for Phoenix at at ten, but they went they went with the stretch four, which is interesting because they got Cam, they got Cam Johnson, and then they just resigned Dario Saris to a contract. So it, it I, I'm you know. I didn't necessarily understand that pick, but maybe, you know, I'll be made a fool of when it actually comes about and we actually see Jalen Smith play. But initially, I wasn't a I wasn't a major fan of that pick. Then let's talk about Detroit. Let's talk about Detroit, because Detroit came into the situation with the seventh pick. They was looking to get another pick, and they were able to get that pick by actually trading with Houston for Trevor Ariza, which I didn't understand. I felt Houston should have took a player, but they were able to get off of the books of Trevor Ariza, which, okay, that's cool. They also was able to flip and get the 19th pick, which was Sadiq Bey, which might be the steal of the draft, if you ask me personally. But with that 16th pick, they went and got Isaiah Stewart, which... They got him going to Milwaukee or somebody like that in the like the mid twenties. So maybe that was maybe that was a reach of a pick. But shout out to Troy Re- Troy Weaver, man, because the man making moves and he ain't making excuses. The man is making moves and he ain't making excuses. 
and i hear everybody there they're so upset with what the pistons are doing oh my god they doing this and that and this and that like i i like what he's doing like when we get into free agency which i'll talk about a little later some of the moves i didn't understand but once everything once you started to see the way he was finagling and trading and 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 waving and and all that other stuff it, it made sense to me so shout out to the pistons for upgrading that talent level with that young core now when you look at that when you look at that young core you got killian you got Sekou Deboya, you got isaiah stewart you got sadiq bay you got jammer grant you signed the free agency but like i said i'll discuss that a little later like you have a you have a nice young core then you probably get assets for derrick rose Blake Griffin still potentially can maybe get you an asset or maybe can get you an expiring contract that you can get off the books. So I think Detroit did well. OKC also did well in my eyes. Now, a lot of people looking at OKC and they're looking at their rebuild and they're saying, is this the best? Is this the best situation for them to get all these picks? And a lot of people will probably look at Philly as a perfect example of all of these picks that they got. And a lot of the picks wasn't able to turn out into what people thought they would be. But at the end of the day, when you rebuild and you have to rebuild from within, like you, you got to you gotta rebuild in-house, as I like to call it. And what I mean by rebuild in-house is you have to get as many draft picks. And I do it on 2K all the time. Like I trade players, I get draft picks, I, I'll hoard draft picks and Sometimes you have draft picks to where you can make a move to get a player that can that's a that's an established player that can help your overall bottom line of what the team is gonna be. That being said, they have about what 17, 18 first round picks over the next five years or something like that. It's a lot of it's a lot of picks. It's a lot of draft picks. And you can do a lot of different things with that you could you could trade down for future assets you can trade for it like i said you could trade for established players there's so many ways that you can go with the with the picks that you do have and i think a lot of people need to realize that and stop you know oh well they got all these picks it's not gonna work sometimes it, it works out for the best i mean it didn't work out for philly it necessarily doesn't really work out for boston because they have a lot of picks but they're not able to they have to take players and they're not able to get players. They're not able to trade draft picks to get like established superstars on the roster. At the end of the day, I mean, they have a young, talented core. And with G Leagues and all that other stuff going on, you could develop those players to where you can plug and play players. Where you can let players like Gordon Hayward walk in free agency. And you can just plug another guy in there because he's been in the system this that and third and you know he knows the system well enough to where he can be a contributing factor to the team i love what oklahoma city did i also love what philly did philly came into this offseason they needed shooting they needed shooting they were exposed by boston in the first round very heavy like like super heavy And, and they needed shooting and that's exactly what they got they got seth curry like who is maybe he's not Steph, but you know he he's a he's a good shooter, very good shooter. He's he's a part of the Curry family, so he gotta have a flamethrower on him, right? They also drafted Tyrese Maxey with the twenty first pick, another shooter, another bucket getter. So, and they also got Danny Green, three and D guy who didn't really shoot the ball that well in the playoffs, and really didn't shoot the ball well in the finals, but he is a guy that gives you defense and can hit his shot now the question is 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 this a is this a recurrent thing for danny green where he's going to be inconsistent with his jump shot or was it just because he was in the bubble and you know was just missing shots it remains to be seen but philly did very well to to purge that roster from what they had to to get players in that kind of fit with what ben simmons and would Joel and beat are they got Al Horford's contract off of the books, which you got to give a round of applause to to Daryl Morley for getting that contract off of the books, man. Because Al Horford, Al Horford was looking like man, 
wasn't looking good it was not looking good at all it wasn't a lot of superstar moves a lot of people felt golden state was gonna move out this that and the third and all this other stuff maybe westbrook or harden would get traded and all this other stuff but it didn't pan out the way that a lot of people thought it would pan out like i said i thought it was a good draft overall so now that i gave y'all some some cliff notes i want to give y'all my some of my winners and losers in this draft so let's get into it winners and losers my winners of the 2020 nba draft for one i'm gonna have to go with okc i felt okc they, 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 they committed to a rebuild and they traded all of the pieces they needed to 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 accomplish that feat like i said they got about 17 18 first round draft picks they got a lot of they got a lot of young talent on that team they i think they're gonna be just i think they're gonna be just fine man i think the oklahoma city is gonna be just fine you know they, they got al horford and they might be able to flip him for something it might not be right now. It might be later on towards the season when contending teams need pieces like an Al Horford. They might be able to get something from him then. But for what they was able to do, I'm very, I was very impressed with what Oklahoma City did. Next up on my list, I'm going to go with my hometown Detroit Pistons because they needed a, 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 a spark plug too. They needed to they needed to figure out what it is that they, that they wanted to do. And they started their rebuild. When they traded Andre Drummond, when they let go of Reggie Jackson, Hell when they let yeah. go of uh, Markeith Morris, you know they 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 filled the tent, they filled the they filled their roster with some young talent. Like I said, they got Killing Out with the seventh pick. I felt they reached with Isaiah Stewart, but he's a guy that he can give them solid contributing minutes. He can be a, a solid piece for them going forward. They got a steal in Sadiq Bay at 19. This is exactly what the Pistons needed to do. Now, granted. They had to get off of Luke Kennard, but Luke Kennard didn't stay, didn't consistently stay healthy enough for me to to be sad about Luke Kennard being traded. So overall, I like what the Pistons did. I really do like what the Pistons did. Another team, Philly. Phil Philly did very well. They got shooting. They got all the shooters that they they possibly could need. They got Danny Green, like I have stated, Tyrese Maxey, Seth Curry. So they got a lot of good players. They got Isaiah Joe in the second round, who has the potential to be something nice. Philly did well. Philly did well in the draft. We'll talk about their free agency free agent selection in a minute, but in the draft, Philly did very very solid. And last up on my winners, I'm gonna go with the Memphis Grizzlies. I feel Memphis, Memphis didn't have a first round pick, but they were able to trade with Boston and they were able to get Desmond Bain from TCU. And then they were also able to get a guy, uh, one of the guys who I had a first round grade on, and that's Robert Woodard. I felt like he would have been good for like a Dallas. I think I had him going to Dallas or somebody like that. So Memphis continues to add young pieces around John Morant. And then you consider that with Dylan Brooks. You got Brandon Clark. You got Jaron Jackson Jr. Memphis is building a solid young team that's going to be very fun to watch. Now we get to my losers. And my first loser of this draft is going to be the Bulls simply because I felt like they made a mistake picking Williams over Adija. When you got a guy who fills two needs that you got, you take that guy. And I feel like they messed up on that one. But when you look at the squad, I mean, Patrick Williams has the potential to come in and do some nice things. And if he can, if he can come in and be that three and D type of guy that he was at Florida State, I mean, we might not, we might look at this as a, as a pick that a lot of people were a little too overreacting over. So. It's going to be interesting to see, but it's up to Patrick Williams to prove that he's going to be that guy going forward. Phoenix has done a lot of good things. I mean, they needed a point guard, so they got an established point guard in CP3. CP3 took that young Oklahoma City squad, led them to the fifth seed, led them to a game seven against Houston, where they were seconds away from possibly winning that series and completing the upset. So when I give them credit for making a good move, they make me mad and do this move by selecting Jalen Smith with the 10th overall pick. Like I stated earlier, I felt like you can't 
depend on Chris Paul to be your future point guard for four or five years down the line. You need a guy that's going that he can mentor. Say what? Mentor. Have them take over the ropes and be what he is now. And I felt Halliburton was going to be the best pick for Phoenix. So I felt, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't go Halliburton. And last up on my losers list in this draft, I'm going to go first with the Golden State Warriors only because they lost Klay Thompson for the season. Klay Thompson will not play this season. He tore his Achilles. He will not play this season. But they did do well. They got Nico Mannion with the 48 pick, who's a bucket. They got Justinian Jessup from out of Boise State, six foot seven, two guard, who's a bucket. Of course, they got James Wiseman, who's gonna come in and fill that role at the center spot. But just losing Clay Thompson, man. A lot of people had Golden State potentially coming back into the fold, potentially coming back into that NBA title range, and them losing. Eric, I mean, not Eric Bledsoe, but them losing Clay Thompson is going to be key. It's going to be major for them. Another L that I'm going to hang on, I'm going to hang on the Boston Celtics just because, once again, they had a whole bunch of picks and they weren't able to finagle a, a trade to get a superstar, an impactful player onto the team with those picks. This is what, like the third straight year that they weren't able to do such a thing where they had more than two first round picks. They wasn't able to get anybody to go on the squad. They got Peyton Pritchard, which I mean, I guess I mean Brand Watermaker did leave, so I guess that's a good move. Boston is so young, and they addressed their talent by adding some veterans and free agency. But I felt like Boston could have did a little more better, trying to get more established pieces into the fold. Now that we got that out the way, let's talk about free agency. Free agency. All right, so free agency, man. I'm going to go over the significant moves because it's a lot of moves, but a lot of moves, and I'm not going to cover everything. I'm going to just talk about the significant moves. Let's talk about the Lakers. They got Trez, Wes Matthews, Mark Gasol, and they are poised to win another championship. Now, Anthony Davis has not resigned yet, and I'm pretty sure he'll resign soon, and he got to resign. Training camp is what, a couple weeks away. I'm pretty sure he'll resign before then. But to get Montrez from the Clippers to the Lakers is a blow. But is it that big of a blow? Because the Clippers replaced Montrez with Serge Ibaka. And Serge Ibaka offers more, even though he's a lot older. He offers more than what Montrez offers. Like Montrez is an inside scorer, but Serge can go inside. He can go outside. He can rebound. Both of them are tenacious rebounders but Serge is a is a rim protector like he blocks shots Trez doesn't really do that he kind of got exposed by Nikola Jokic in Denver and he was getting exposed a little bit by Chris Stops in Dallas and all that other good stuff so it, it, it looks good but I feel Serge if Serge fits better for what the Clippers want to do than what Montrez does but like I said, that's not going to take away from the fact that they were able to get Montrez. He was offered more money by Charlotte, but he turned it down, which means that it's not about the money for him. He wants to win. So that's that's a good thing. A lot of people want to hold the L over the Clippers, but I'm not going to hold the L over the Clippers because I feel like they did exactly what they needed to do. They got a piece that they exactly needed. That was Serge Ibaka. So I'm not I'm not mad at what the Clippers were able to do. And they got Nick Batum. So they got veteran presence on there on on the team that could come off the bench and do some good things like let's not let's not get too hasty on over what the clippers were able to do or what the clippers did in free agency because i think they had i think they had a solid free agency like that's just me personally i think they had a solid free agency they got a guy who can stretch who can do a little bit more and probably fits more into the team aspect compared to Trez. like i said the clippers did i mean the lakers did well they replaced the veil mcgee with mark gasol they replaced the white howard with montrez uh montrez harrell they got dennis schroeder you get west matthews so the the lakers are by far looking like the, the favorite to repeat let's talk about these contract these max contract extensions man jason tatum Jason Tatum, five years, 195 mil. Um, Bam out of bio, five years, 163 mil. Brandon Ingram, 
signed a, a nice little contract extension. I can't. Oh yeah, five years, 158 mil. Donovan Mitchell signed a five-year, $195 million contract extension. De'Aaron Fox signed a five-year, $100-something million contract extension. So, shout-out to all the young players who been balling out of control and now they're about to get their money. Fun guy. De'Aaron Fox kind of was a surprise because there's a lot of, been a lot of talk about him not wanting to be in Sacramento and him being disgusted with Sacramento and all that. But it looks like he's going to be there for the long call. It's just what they see what they do with Buddy Hill. They signed Hassan Whiteside to a contract, which, I mean, okay, I guess. Um, they let Bogdanovich go after a whole crazy fiasco with the signing trade with Milwaukee, which is ridiculous on both ends, but it's not a surprise on Sacramento's end because Sacramento has kind of been like the, um, <sighs> Sacramento is kind of like the Meg Griffin of the NBA. <laughs> they just they so gullible and they just kind of do they they i don't know i mean they might not they might not still be good this year but at least they were able to lock up one of their young pieces for the for the for, for the foreseeable future which leads us to atlanta and they got shooting they got danilo gallinari they got bogan Bogdanovich, and they got rajon rondo to sign with the team they also got chris dunn which i mean i don't know they got a lot of death in Atlanta, man. Lloyd Pierce's job is on the line this year. Like, they, they surrounded him with all of the pieces that he needs to be successful. And if Atlanta comes out and they struggle, Lloyd Pierce is going to be fired. You're fired. It's no it's no excuses in Atlanta no more, man. You got you got Clint Capella, you got John Collins, you got Bogdanovich, you got Danilo Gallinari, you got Kevin Porter, who's probably gonna come off the bench now, and then you, you look at the starting five, you can have a Trey Young, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, John Collins, Clint Capella starting five. That's dangerous. That's a dangerous starting five. And then you still have Porter, you still have Cam Reddish, you still have DeAndre Hunter, you have Oneka Okongu, you got Rondo, you got Chris Dunn. Like Atlanta, Atlanta's strapped, man. Atlanta's strapped for this season, and I'm. I'm cannot wait i need to re- i need to renew my lead pass subscription because i'm definitely gonna be watching some atlanta hawks games because they're 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 they gonna be nice they're definitely gonna be nice now we go to philly philly sound to white howard we're just gonna give him that nice veteran presence off of the bench a tough guy quote unquote he was he was all of a sudden a tough guy this season but I mean, he's a rebounder. He's a rebounder. He's a shot blocker. He's a rim runner. He don't do what he needs to do. He was a very solid piece for the Lakers in their championship run. I mean, he was supposed to sign back with the Lakers, so he thought he didn't end up signing back with him. I mean, that's what that was. But he's gonna be a solid piece for Philly. He's gonna give Embiid the ability to take rest, take significant rest, and then you can actually play them together, which would be be a terror. I mean. The Lakers won the championship with two big men at the four and the five. So I think that'd be that'd be a trend now. A lot of teams are gonna play two big men at their four and five positions and let them beat up on everybody else. When team a lot of the other teams really go small, they can go big and they can they can punish them. So this is a solid this is a solid signing for Philadelphia. I think it was very good for them. Now the team to talk about in the in this free agency is without a doubt my Pistons. But well, they're not my Pistons. I don't really like the Pistons like that. Let me see if I can run down these moves, man. Because they signed Mason Plumlee, they signed Jaleel Okafor, they signed <laughs> Jeremy Grant, which is a solid move. They signed Josh Jackson, which is a a, a, a low risk, high reward move. They traded for Zaire Smith. They waived him. They traded. They also traded for Delon Wright. They waived Dwayne Dedman. They traded Justin Patton. So they did a lot of moving. And when you looked at the team, they had like six centers on the team to begin with. Now the roster is starting to fill out. And this team, like I said, this team is built for a rebuild. They're going to be trash. They're they're not going to be that good this year. But the excitement for the future of what the Pistons are going to be is going to be nice. There's a lot of questionable moves. I think for a couple million dollars more, they could have got Chris. They could have re-signed Christian Wood. Christian Wood kind of established himself as a solid piece going forward for the Pistons, but they didn't do that. Instead, decided to sign Mason Plum. 
that's going to be a good move for Houston. Also considering the fact that they got DeMarcus Cousins to sign a one-year deal there. So you got to think that they're at least going to give it a try and show Westbrook and Harden that they're at least trying to put together a team to win. So that's going to be interesting to see. You get Mason Plumlee, you get Jaleel Okafor, who's a bucket, but his game just hasn't, his game just doesn't translate. He's an old school type of player, and he doesn't really fit in with the new new age of the NBA, but in the post, he's a bucket. Josh Jackson kind of re- re- revived his career in Memphis. He played in the G League, put up numbers in the G League, came back from Memphis as a solid piece there. I think him coming home, I think that's going to do wonders for him. I, I, I like what I'm seeing. I like more what I'm seeing from the Pistons, man. I think they are doing this rebuild the right way. And a lot, like I said, a lot of people tripping about how they're doing it, but I like what I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. I think it's very solid with what they're doing. I'm not looking forward to going to Pistons games this year because I feel like I'm gonna be watching 60 point blowouts, but uh, uh, it should be fun. Still, should be fun nonetheless. A team that's been underrated in this free agency is probably Portland, man. They traded for Ennis Canner. They re-signed Rodney Hood. They re-signed Carmelo. They signed Derrick Jones Jr. and they resigned and, and they signed Harry Giles. Harry Giles has the potential to be something nice. Derrick Jones Jr. is a solid wing. Carmelo Anthony revived his career in Portland, gave them solid numbers. Rodney Hood was a solid piece for Portland before he got injured. And his counter had one of his better seasons as a Blazer before he got traded. They have talent now. They have a lot of talent. You look at Nurkic and Canner and you know you got Harry Giles who's a developmental player. You know you got CJ, you got Dame, you got Rodney Hood, you got Derrick Jones Jr. who's gonna give you some minutes. You got Carmelo Anthony who's a solid piece. I mean Portland looks like they can be one of them sleeper teams and, and surprise a lot of teams out there. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna have to get them definitely get them a W. And I talked about Boogie going with Houston. If Boogie can come back in and play significant i think that'd be a good move for houston part of me just don't know how that i don't know how all three of the personalities is gonna mesh together in the locker room i just don't really see it working out i don't see it working out westbrook is a is a hothead car and is he has he look like he'd be a hothead and boogie is a hothead so when they go on like them four or five game losing streaks boogie ain't touching the ball westbrook ain't touching the ball hard ain't touching the ball how's that how's that gonna play out and last but not least in my in my in my free agency moves is John Wall requesting the trade, which I feel like is absolutely ridiculous because I feel Washington is building their team for a healthy John Wall. And if I'm John Wall, I don't want to be traded nowhere else because Washington does have the potential to go to the playoffs this year. I really like their squad and I think they can do some they can do some solid things so john wall keep your mouth shut bro if you really want to get traded bro you ain't played in like two years so show them that <laughs> you know go out there and show them something man show them something but they're not just about to trade you just because like they feel like they get the best team for you to be around you so man get your money man and go win some games because 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 the opportunity is there for you and that's it man i'm done I appreciate y'all rocking out with me, man. Y'all already know who it is. It's the man, no mystery, Hustle the Kid Wrong, aka Hustle Bandit, Sneaker Bandit, 4.9 on Lock Em Up Wrong. Daytona 360 signing out. And make sure y'all go check out the episode on the Exclusive Breakdown Network. That's this episode will be up on the network Thursday. Thursday. It will be up Thursday. You can, if you want to check out the ad-free version of this episode, make sure y'all check out patreoncom breakdown. You get the ad-free version of this episode. Buy some merch. You know, just support the brand, man. We're 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 coming into some good things, and I want y'all to be a part of it. I'd rather y'all be a part of it when it's still up and coming compared to when it's out there. And y'all, then y'all want to support it. Then I have to look at y'all for me. Like, when, when, where was y'all at when I was shooting in the gym? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, like I said, I appreciate y'all rocking out with me, man. And I'm about to sign out. And I will holler at y'all in two weeks. Peace.
Thanks for tuning in. Follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Exclusive Breakdown. And if you're looking for bonus content that's not offered anywhere else, check out patreon.com slash exclusive breakdown. Talk to you soon. No, seriously, it's on the calendar. There's no backing out. Did you feel that? That's your soul re-entering your body. Take time to get yourself back together and tune in for a brand new episode soon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.